What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Full 90 Podcast. Today's guest is the Icelandic Viking, Sveder Thor. Uh, he joins the podcast to talk about his injury journey. Unfortunately, at the age of 19, after a successful season in 2022, with a week left in the season, only a week of training before offseason, Svepe went to bring a cross down, jumped up, landed wrong on his leg, causing him to tear his ACL, resulting in surgery uh, in October of 2022. Now, uh, at the time of recording, he was nine and a half months post-op, a little further along now. Um, But we talk about just how his journey has gone. Uh, He's had some trouble integrating back into the first team. He's too old for the second team, um, but the first team trains in the morning. He's in school. It's difficult to make it consistently. So he feels as though there's some disconnect there. Uh, and we just talked about that, how he's handled his his process, what some difficult bits have been. And yeah, I think it's a good episode. Um, obviously, it sucks to, to hear about somebody tearing their ACL at 19, but uh, I think he's got a good attitude and the right mindset. So hope you guys enjoy this one. If you are enjoying the show, please be sure to leave us a rating and review. Pass this along to a teammate, colleague, or a friend. Uh, yeah, without any further ado, here is Svepi and I. Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Sveder Thor from Iceland. Um, so if you just want to introduce yourself, Svepi, uh, give us your first name where you're from, uh, how old you are, and where you play. Yeah, my name is Sveden uh, I'm 19, turning 20, and I play for Valu. And what was the last one? Um, was it just three? I don't even know. Yeah, you're from Iceland. Yeah, I said that, yeah, so I covered that. Uh, what position do you play? I'm mostly a defensive midfielder or like a box okay. to box. But as you told me, you've played like what, 10 out of 11 positions? Yeah, I play. I'm just happy as long as I'm on the pitch. <laughs> okay, we, yeah, we love that. Nearly every position. Okay, but you prefer as a defensive midfielder? Yeah, I like that the most. Okay, so maybe a tough question for some, but. Can you describe yourself as a player? Uh, I can run a lot. I like to like defend, and I would say I'm not like the typical leader, but I'm trying to get like more of a leader as well. Okay, more of like a a vocal leader. Yeah. Okay. Like, but would you say like you lead with action? Are you an action type of guy? Yeah, I would say that, especially when I was like playing with my old, like the guys the same age as me. Of course, it's uh, a little easier to lead people who are of similar age rather than trying to become a leader in yeah. a team of older people. I can understand that. Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. can, of course. Okay, so you'd consider yourself an engine. You like to break up the attacks. How's your yes. How's your passing range? It's good, if I it's good. say so myself, but yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, well, we'll kind of get into it. So uh, 
I don't think I mentioned it, but this is going to be an injury episode, um, but we're going to include a little bit of Sepi's journey because obviously it was, it's been uh, derailed a little bit by his injury. So uh, we'll just start off. What was the injury you suffered? Uh, I tore my ACL, my lateral collateral ligament and some bone fracture of femoral ectodomial. Okay, are you yeah, reading this? Then write this down. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it in English, so. <laughs> yeah, I asked him the other day, and he was like, "I tore two other things, but not sure." But I could see him. I could see him turn his head and read it off the screen. So that's funny. Yeah. Okay, so how did you how did you do this? How did this injury happen? Uh, it was in a practice of twentieth October, and it comes across, and I jump up and kick it with my right foot and then land on it again. So it was like the force in the landing. Okay. Uh, what year was this? It was 2022. Okay. And you said it was October, which for those who maybe don't know, is basically at the end of the season in Iceland, right? Yeah, it was like one and a half week left. Oh, man, that's tough. And just having fun in training, go up to... To is lots and kick the ball and land funny and uh, unfortunate, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at that at that point in your in your career, you were I'm assuming 18, right? Yeah, I was 18. Okay. And where were you like in the in like relation to the first team? Like, were you were you with the U19s? Were you breaking into the first team, or what did that look like? Uh... I was playing with under-19s and training with the A-team and I was a lot in like, I played one game, came off the bench, but I like think I sat on a bench for eight games or something. Okay, but you I were getting into it. In the squad? Yeah. Okay. And you also have youth international, or youth, uh, international experience, right? Yeah, I played two games at under-15. Okay, nice. But you had uh, you had some big plans, of course, right? Like, did you did you feel that twenty twenty one was going to kind of be the season for you to to break into the first team and kind of become more consistent in that role? I was going to use. I like had done like a simple plan, like didn't much think of it. But yeah. I was going to try my best this season to get like into a squad more and then mm-hmm. if I was not in a like picture of playing I was gonna hopefully go out on loan and try to prove myself in men's football and then next season I was gonna like try really to compete for it okay when but you say I men's football what, what league would that have been what tier uh, I, I didn't have like I hadn't planned anything or didn't. Yeah. But in I your mind, could you play in the, in the Lingudeld or were you thinking the third yeah, tier? Yeah, I was hoping for that, but like, okay. yeah. But it Obviously, it's, for it's like tough to... minutes to play. Yeah, of course. It's tough to say. I was just kind of curious where your, where your mind was at. But so a little bit back to the injury. So it was, again, there's no good timing, but it was, it was, pretty bad timing for your injury, right? Yeah, it was not 
good at so, all. Did you have surgery right away or did you have to wait? Uh, I had to wait until December 7th from 20th of October. Okay. Because I went into a cast for six weeks because of the bone fracture. Yeah, okay. And then so I had to get cast. my strength up. Oh, okay. How how big of a cast was it? Just on the knee or was it full it was leg? Just, no, from like a little bit over the ankle and up to my groin. So it was the full Oof. leg. Okay. Oh, wow. So you were in a full leg cast at the age of 18 for how long? I think it was six weeks, but it could have been a little less. Yeah, around six weeks. Yeah. Probably just want to block that from your memory, right? So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Wow. So when you when you came out of the cast, how much muscle had you lost on your leg? It was like literally only bones left. I didn't have anything. Oh, man. That's tough. Okay. So you you came out of the cast, almost all your muscle gone. How was your um like extension and flexion? It was not uh, good because I like I've been stuck in the same position for so long. Yeah. But it got good before the surgery, but like okay. at the beginning it was really bad. Yeah. Oof. Okay, well I'll circle back to this a little later because I'm going to ask a question, um, but we'll kind of move a little bit on. So the surgery, did it go well? Yeah, it went good. Okay. It fixed everything and this worked, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Did they take from your hamstring or from your uh, patella? They took from my patella. Okay. Okay. I had the same, so. Just curious. And then, uh, so out of surgery, uh, I was six weeks in a brace. So I didn't, I lost a bit of muscle, of course, but not nearly as much as you would in a cast. So how tough was it to like, to activate that muscle or like to try and kind of get anything moving after surgery? It was really hard. And yeah. especially because it was like, I couldn't do much at one time, so like I had to do it like six times over the day. Okay. Like when I woke up and right before bed, so it was like you had to constantly stop doing something to get like ten minutes in and then go back. But it was fine. Like, was it because kind of boring exercises yeah. as well? <laughs> of course, of course, I know it. But was it because like? Uh... Because like you were so tired or your muscles are so tired from, from doing this? Uh, it was said so that my muscles could like give more because it was like 15 sets of the same exercise yeah, okay. per day. So it was like, just take like half an hour between two sets. Okay. Oh, wow. So the okay. muscle would get stronger or something like that. So, okay. Got you. So you're now what we said nine months out. Yeah, nine months in six days. So after a week, I'm nine months. Okay, and where are we at today? How are you're in training, right? You're in rondos. 
Yeah, I mean, in Rondos with the under-19s. Okay. Which is really great to be back in a little bit of football. Yeah. And then I am running and passing alone or with a teammate, like two together. Okay. So are you close to being, like, kind of in training as a joker? Or do you know, like, the the next step or when that would be? Yeah, I think I'm getting closer to that. Um, I don't... I didn't want to like get to know the whole journey because yeah. like if I get a backstage, I will be like shit. So like <laughs> I only know January and it's all I know. And then I just listen to my physio, do as he tells. But we are gonna do like the strength test okay. at the end of this month, and hopefully that result is good. And then hopefully I will be as a joker or getting more involved. Okay. Okay. I I completely understand what you're saying though, not wanting to know too much at a time because it's easy to to look too far ahead or like get caught up on where maybe you think you should be versus where you are. So I can totally understand that. Um so if you look at your, your legs today, are they about the same size? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. At least it's very close. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm uh, I'm waiting to get to that stage because I yeah like my muscle is there and it's very like toned, but there's significantly less than on my other side, and it's not a fun, not a fun thing to look at, I guess. No. But good to know that you're you're close to each other. Yeah. So. We're going to talk a little bit about kind of, um, well, really how we got you on the episode because you initially reached out to me on Instagram, right? After hearing some of the podcasts and, and seeing, um, my injury, right? Yeah. I just really liked like someone documenting it and someone I like, I didn't really know you, but like I knew you were playing for Viking and stuff like that. So yeah. I just see all the people like especially when the injury episodes came out like you're not alone like it's kind of like i didn't really know anyone i knew one from a two from valor that had injured but like i didn't really speak to them like about the mental side or stuff like that and then the injury episodes that you did like it was like you're not the only that is struggling mentally like it's kind of everybody of course so what was the maybe some tougher questions now but what was like the toughest mental part for you uh, it was just like being alone at home when everybody was training and going do stuff in like November and I was just at home like the whole day yeah and just watching TV and I've never really, I've always been active and like, I can't yeah. really take more than a week off. So it was like, and then I'm six weeks in cast and I'm like, shit. Yeah. So it was like, would you, would you say it was tougher being in the cast or, um, tougher, like 
over this summer where you kind of are feeling better, but, and you can maybe like see football on the horizon, but you can't play yet. Which one would you say is like, was, was tougher for you? It's like different tough because like yeah. in the summer I was like a lot with the team and I was able to like go to the facilities and be with them for like inside and then they went out and I just did gym and then we got lunch together so like but like it sucks to be in the gym like when you can't play football yeah. it's like you don't want to be in the gym but it was like differently hard mentally okay that's a fair answer because i can't even imagine being stuck on the couch in a cast like i was on the couch for five six days after surgery and that was more than enough for me uh so i can't even imagine that but i asked because this summer has been quite tough for me because i feel like i'm getting stronger and closer and it's nice to be around the club all the time but to see them training constantly and playing in games and succeeding kind of without me is like a, it sucks. It really sucks. So yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's not the, not the easiest, but like you said, it's, it's good to know that there are other people that have been there that have related, but then also people who've kind of made it out to the other side. So at least there's a, at least there's something there's a light at the end of the tunnel for you. You're getting close to football. Yeah, yeah. You can football again and hopefully just, you know, once you're back in training, you kind of just forget, not forget about the injury, but you know, <laughs> that it's kind of just behind you. Right. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Okay. So no, maybe that's not a, a not a very good question, but when you, are getting back to football now and kind of you're in rondos, but you've been told to be very like careful with your steps, right? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. try to read the game and yeah. don't do does anything that, silly. Does that change the way that you like, do you think about things a lot more now or once you kind of start, is it just like a little bit back into it? Uh, I've only been in Rondo once. Okay. Um, I think like I always thought a bit like every pass and stuff like that, like how mm -hmm. is the ang angle of my knee and stuff like that. But it's been like that with nearly every step. Like at first, I yeah. just think a lot like how am I feeling and kind of overthinking. Like it kind of starts yeah. to hurt just because I'm thinking about it. But then once I get like more and more done of it, it just goes away and I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Okay. So how, ah, I'll, I'll kind of ask this because I, I hit, I hit this milestone of running and jumping what week and a half ago. So when you got to that point, kind of what you're saying, were you still overthinking it? Like, did you, did your physio say, okay, we're jumping next week. And it was kind of like, oh shit, how do you jump? Did that kind of. No, he just put me right to the spot. Like I was in time okay. with him and he's just like, we're going to run today. And I'm like shit but he like started at like five six kilometers per hour and i was just like not quite running but nearly just yeah. fast walking and then we took it step by step so it was like good and kind of scary at the same time like 
Yeah, agreed. I'm I'm actually very happy. My physio did very similar. Like he told me, okay, we're jumping today, and I was like, okay, jumping. Oof. All right, I can jump. I know how to do this, you know. And then we got to the end of the session. He's like, okay, we're gonna go to the treadmill now. And I was like, the treadmill for what? It's like we're gonna jog today too. And I was like, it what like I had like a couple seconds where it was like, oh shit. I'm jogging, but then I didn't even get to like really properly think about it. He kind of just, you know, ding, 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 like put me on the treadmill. Yeah. And then I think that was the, the best thing that could have happened for me because I was starting to think like, okay, I'm running in like a week and I need to like, you know, I need to prepare to be running. And then he just pulled a switch, a, a Uno reverse card and threw me on the, on the treadmill. And I think that was like the the best thing for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So once you started in the gym and started running and everything, did you kind of get the feeling that you could be doing more or did you just stick to the program like as, as kind of strictly as you could? Uh, it was hard because I went with under 19 as a coach to Barcelona and it okay. worked like a gym. So I just, it was either run or do some body. And I was just running like for 30 minutes instead of doing okay. strength that kind of got me in the end. But like, yeah, I've been trying to stick with my plan, but like, on hamstring days, I also got out to run and do passes and stuff. And I'm like, doesn't want to get in on time. Like, I just yeah. want to be out there still. <laughs> so it's like, those days are the worst. Like, I know I'm getting football, but it's like 20, 30 minutes. And I'm like, five ah. minutes more, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a small taste, but you want more. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I think I'm I'm getting close to that stage and I'm both excited but also like you're saying you know, it's going to be it's going to be tough to like not do more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're getting back to playing and you'll be Yeah, you'll be basically fit for like the start of preseason in January, right? Yeah, so if you look like I won't come in like with two games left and trying to hurry. Like I have the off season as well and beginning of preseason to get into it really. So if you look at it that way, it's like a good timing. But like yeah, yeah, that's I think that's definitely the way to look at it because you don't have to don't have to stress yourself and speed up the timeline. You can kind of just naturally let it happen and and hopefully like the timing of you kind of being full on in trainings and everything would, should pretty much line up with with preseason and and uh hopefully you can just kind of hit the ground running yeah yeah so when you came okay we're going to talk a little bit about like your journey now uh and kind of transition so uh where did you play your youth football? Uh, I lived in Sweden from three years old to 10 years old, where I played okay. with Tunes EF. It's like 
a little team I don't yeah and then when I moved to Iceland I joined Pragnerablik uh, which as you mentioned just got into the conference and like <laughs> it's well done from then but like yeah, I was hoping it would well be harder now just, because yeah. I'm playing there yeah but yeah I played there uh, for like eight years okay and then Walu got in talk to me and offered me a contract and I was on my last going into my last season with under 19 so it was like I had a safe spot after the under 19 so there and I don't regret the decision like even if I got injured like they take good care of me and it was a yeah. good experience moving team and stuff like that so let me clarify a little bit. You were, you were 18 in your last season of like what they call Anna Flocker here, which is the U19s and, yeah. uh, Valur, another team in the, in the top league came and actually offered you a contract to go away from Bredoblik, right? Yeah. It is. Okay. How long of a contract did they offer you? Uh, they offered three years. Oh, okay. That's very nice. So you, oh, yeah. so then you would have played the whole first year, right? And then yeah. that was the injured. year that it happened. Yeah. And then injured okay. my second year and playing the third, hopefully. Yeah. Touch, touch wood that you're yeah. playing the third, <laughs> but okay. So that's nice because you didn't really have like the the stress of worrying about a contract um, or like your contract running out. Right. So um, how have they kind of taken care of you or helped you like through your injury? Uh, my, uh, I got injured under Oleo and then Arna Kernetas and Siki took with over uh -huh. and they just check on me regularly and I'm also good friends with the what's it called the the guy that takes like game analyze yeah He's like in school, yeah, so yeah okay. and then um, uh, the under 19 coaches took also really good care of me and like it's just been everything been good like I don't feel left out and okay that's good because I was I guess a little worried that like you were almost away from the from the U19s but not quite to the to Meisterflocker so that's like a it's a tough a tough period right but you've gotten you've gotten help from both sides right instead of like no help from either side so that's that's good to hear how are your uh, conversations with Arnard is it just about like your health and your knee and everything or has he talked to you at all about maybe the future it's just he's just checking up on the injury and asking how i'm doing and stuff like that it's nothing about like next season or anything okay i mean i think that's probably for the better obviously he, he maybe doesn't know a whole lot about you so maybe it's better that uh you just have the the freedom to kind of come back in preseason and and uh, kind of prove yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 
how do you uh how do you kind of fit in with Mistafucker? Like what's it like in Valor to for when the young guys come up to to train? Do you fit in well with the team or like is it a little bit of like a, a split? Uh it's actually surprised me a lot like we have guys with big names and it just kind of shook me like how well they like let me into the group like welcoming me and helping me and like if I did mistake they like try to help me so it wasn't just I wasn't left out they always try okay. to help me and if I asked they always they were open for the chat so it's really been good okay that's good I like to hear that because you know not to not to stereotype some a bit of Valor, you know, but it's it is a lot of professionals who have either come back to Iceland or are kind of about to go. So, you know, there's a, a bit of a stigma that uh, some of the guys with big names, you know, um, are kind of focused on themselves. But it's nice to hear that that's not necessarily the case. So that's good. Would you so you're 19 now. Is it in your plans? I like to ask Icelandic players this. Is it in your plans to, would you like to play abroad? Would you like to play what they call here professionally? Uh, yeah, I would love to, but like, I'm just trying to get back on the pitch now. And mm -hmm. like, if I have an opportunity, I really like it, but I'm not like too focused on it now. I was okay. more like when I was younger, like, yeah. if not, like, I don't see, but like, I've grown a lot since then. Yeah. And, like, but yeah, I would love to get the experience of doing that. Okay. I think it's, it's interesting because, um, a lot of the young Icelandic players have kind of put so much emphasis on, on going abroad, like their EC new players under 19 going, you know, almost every week, basically. Um, so it's interesting to, I like to ask that because some players kind of see it as the only way and other players, you know, kind of want to focus on getting into the first team here first, right? Yeah, it's like two different journeys, like... I know a lot of guys from Bernerblik that were down young and mm -hmm. also some that stayed home and had made like fine appearance at here. So it's like two different ways, but I like both. Yeah. Do you think your thinking changed at all because maybe the league's gotten a little better or do you think you just kind of grew your way of thinking? I just think I kind of grew it like if you can get into the first team here for like under 19 that doesn't have a plan for you like mm -hmm. and also like the league as you said is growing and getting better so yeah and i also just kind of outgrew like if i don't go out why am i playing like it's just yeah i'm enjoying it wherever i play now that's good it's kind of a it can be a little bit of a dangerous kind of thinking you know because there's, if you can find success in Iceland, there is a path, even when you're 22, 23, 24, 
to abroad, but a lot of these young players are kind of, like you're saying, thinking if they're not out of Iceland by 19 or 20 that, you know, they're kind of failing, which I don't believe is is correct at all. I think there's definitely a, a path within Iceland of getting into the first team, playing for a year or two or three even, and then, you know, having the ability to look abroad. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're basically, we're going to start to kind of, to wrap it up a little bit. Um, but I just want to ask, basically, like you said, um, it's nice to hear somebody going through something similar. So would you have any sort of advice or what would you say to somebody who is who was in a similar position to you, like close to the first team, but not quite out of youth football. Um, what would you tell them if they were forced to go through a process of, of this kind? It's a uh, tough question. I would just uh, try to, like, don't try to hold it all in and be like all grown up and think you can handle it. Like, it's going to be a lot. So just... If you start to feel anything, just talk to your mom and dad or the coaches or players, like somebody you're comfortable with and try like to get their opinion and just let it out once in a while. I think it's really helping. It's helped me a lot too. So like, okay. yeah, who just your... talk to somebody. Who would be like the main person that you, that you talk to about this? Uh, I talked to my mom and dad at first, and then some players like, how did you do it? And like, what advice do you have? And then I went to Magenkerenplana, which is like, what do you call it? Like a, uh, a sports, like a psychiatrist. Yeah, I went to her and she helped okay. me a lot. And also Thomas Danielsen at Valor. Okay. When, uh, at what point did you go speak with the sports psychologist or psychiatrist? Uh, I went to Thomas at the beginning, like in January, no, February or something. Okay. And then I went to Magnetlag in the summer, like trying something new, but yeah. Yeah. I spoke to my mom and dad first. Okay. But I, I like the the thinking that you, of course, reached out to other footballers um, and not not feel like you can't do that. I think that's an important thing for young players to realize is that there's also older players who've been through this and who can, you know, they maybe not won't have the perfect advice, but they'll tell you how they got through it. And it's nice to to be able to relate to somebody in that way and for them to just kind of share a little bit of their wisdom. So I'm glad that you first off reached out to other players, but then also had the, the insight to speak with a sports psychologist, psychologist, psychiatrist. I don't know what the proper word is, but, but either way, I, I will commend you on that. I think that's uh, very smart and also very brave of you to do that at the, this point in your, or at that point in your journey and your career and your age. So, uh, Congrats on that, honestly. Uh, and Thank also, you. 
Yeah, of course. And I also want to say, you know, thanks for, for joining the episode because obviously in a, in another, in English, um, and at a young age, I know it's easy to, to get a little, uh, you know, nervous or kind of caught up in things, but, uh, I think you've done very well today and I think, uh, it's been a very good episode. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And thanks for letting me join. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, so I think we'll kind of wrap it up here, but again, thank you. And, uh, we will as a community wish you the best when it comes to January, hopefully, being back on the pitch in full and uh, hopefully no more complications and we, we can uh, get you into some first team football, right? Yeah. Or as you call it, what? Men's football. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you made it this far, I just want to thank you. I just know I appreciate each and every listener. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this particular show and this particular guest. Uh, if you're enjoying the show as a whole, I just ask you to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, and then be sure to pass this on to a friend, colleague, teammate, uh, or an aspiring footballer that you may know. Uh, and again, I just want to thank you for listening to the Full 90 Podcast.